win. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 92. We got a good one coming off the first victory of uh, 2021 after the first game. But let me get to my uh, co-host as always first, starting off with my main man, Steph. Steph, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. We won a tough game against a tough opponent that uh, has been playing really well in the in the Portuguese league and the Europa League, and they played well actually. Uh, we got lucky in s- s- certain por- portions of the game, but we got it done and uh, very very content. And we'll talk about it in more detail. Exactly, exactly. Also joined by Christian. Christian, how you doing, dude? I am honestly feeling a lot even better today than I was. On Saturday, I guess, because got the result that we needed in the other game today. We're sitting two two games clear of of both of our, our rivals now. Four points up on both Benfica and Porto now. It was a tense, tense eight minutes of stoppage time today, I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. Feeling feeling pretty good right now, I'm not gonna lie. Ready to go on a on a road trip to to our to the island, to Madeira. <laughs> True. <laughs> for the next two games too yeah seriously and last but not least joined by my man sam sam how you doing bro i am freezing i've, I've got the hoodie and the shirt combination <laughs> I can tell, bro. <laughs> but uh no uh, other than that i'm good um i will just say to start off stick to the end of this episode because we've got a huge announcement at the end is, is all i'll say so yeah stick to the end teaser alert let's go a huge announcement at the end facts uh, let's start it off reeling them in. Let's start off with uh, our Twitter questions, as always. Uh, let me pull that up right here. You guys can see that, right? Yep. All right, perfect. So first question comes in from our man, Rui Costa. He's the good Rui Costa. At Rui Costa, 30105018. Whew, that took, a, took the breath out of me. Anyways, he asks, do you think Paulinho transfer is imminent? And do you think the title would be guaranteed for us if we sign him? That's a big question. Um, Sam, I'll give that one to you, dude. What do you think? Title guarantee? I don't think so. But I think it definitely is a possibility. And I think if it is a possibility, we should give what... We said this last episode. We should just give what they want. Because Paulinho is is just that... I think he's just that good of a player. And while mm-hmm. he'll definitely increase the the title hopes, it's not, definitely not a guarantee... I think we've all been alive long enough to know you can never count Befica or Porto out of a, a title race. So, unfortunately, yeah. Do you think the chance was imminent though? Does he? Do you think he's coming? I think I think so. By by the end of January, he'll he'll be here. Yeah, it, I'm getting that feeling too. I'm going to be honest with you, um, which I don't know what to make of it, but uh, but anyways, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, next question comes in from our man, all the way from Jordan Abdallah at. Abdar Muti 92. He asks if Porto and Befica drew and we win against Befica, should we consider our chances real to clinch the title? Don't want to disappoint, don't want to be disappointed, please. Uh, the theme with these questions is <laughs> 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 disappointment. <laughs> um, uh, Christian, I'll give that one to you, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels feels pretty real right now, right? After we saw Benfica's result today, um, I thought that they were going to get lucky because they lucked out of having to play in a, in a rainstorm. I was like, oh, wow, great chance for them to drop points because it's a literal uh, tsunami on the field. Um, but they had a chance to play on like seemingly normal conditions today, and they were pretty bad. So, yeah, I'm uh, 
two four points you know that's two games clear it it feels feels good we just gotta obviously keep rolling because one slip up and you know that gap can be close to one one point you know pretty easily and then it's like fuck they're right there so yeah it feels good to have them at arm's length but i long way to go <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's it's a marathon not a sprint at the end of the day it's still still a couple of kilometers left um next question comes in from mindu uh at mindu scp um, they ask. They ask. Am I uh, am I wrong, or the budget for this season hasn't still been voted, nor have the numbers for last season been validated through a general assembly? But I guess nobody cares as long as we're top of the league. Steph, what do you think of that, bro? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure about that. That's that's a good question. I'm not equipped to really answer that question. No, it hasn't mm-hmm. been approved yet. Yeah, but that's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. But, so basically, you just keep extending what the last budget would have been if there was like a 13th, 14th, 15th month. Right. You just like average it out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, as long as they're first place, no one's really worried of poking around for stuff like that. They've managed true. to keep it on the back burner. All I know is a couple of cells we had, the last ones, they, they were not in the last report. So they will show up on the uh, uh, second quarter, which is... Uh, now january february march second quarter mm-hmm. of the year so th- those numbers should be uh better than the last ones the first quarter we lost money so the second quarter we should see a a uh, a plus uh, yeah i agree yeah. i think you're right yeah yeah because of the sales we had of uh the, the last players mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I want to mention just a quick shout out because we're gonna mention the game soon. But quick shout out to David Pereira who's in uh, who's in the chat right now, our favorite Braga fan. Um, next question, uh, I'll give this one to you, Steph, because the other one wasn't really a question. Uh, Jordan said, "Oh, it's I think it's comments." So Jordan says, uh, "When do we get another four nothing win?" Uh, I miss being in a full control and dominating. That's true. And two, how lucky were we in this game? Uh, scale of one to ten, ten being most lucky. I guess I'll give that one to you, uh, Steph. You think we were lucky to win this game? Uh, no, uh, no. I mean, after you look at the, <laughs> I didn't want to go into detail because you know we're going to talk about it. But yeah, yeah. Two two PKs were not called, and the question is, if this was Benfica and Porto, it, they would have been called. But since it was Sporting, it wasn't called. So. So it gave me the feeling that we always have to play more and more the double than if you can put it to win games because these calls, the 50-50 calls, uh, in this case, they were 100% PKs. They were not called in our favor. And the VAR, there's nothing they can say because, God damn it, they have a bunch of cameras, different angles, and they, they still miss the call. Both calls, two PKs. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about more in detail. And let's go one to ten. Were we lucky? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, Braga did have a couple of opportunities, but if the PKs were called in our favor, it would have been leveled out in the in the first half. And then the second half, we played better than Braga, and that's when we scored both goals. So we would have won either way. Uh, so if we had the two PKs, two plus two, four, and let's say Braga scored twice, it would have been 4-2. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah, fair, fair. Um Next question comes in from uh, Fabio Cardoso's stand account of Mundo do Leão. Um, he asks, uh, why are you guys Sportingistas? Listen, there's enough podcasts about that. Oh, why is Benfica shit? 
It's just since since their existence, dude. Uh, <laughs> and last but not least, thoughts on Matheus Grej. Uh, uh, Christian, I'll pass the one to you, dude. Um, it, it's seeming more and more likely that Matheus Grej is coming to Sporting. Uh, with Rumor actually heading the other direction, interesting a lot, uh, enough from, to, to Riwav. Um, I know we spoke a lot about this guy in the past, but uh, now that it does seem legit, what do you think? A good addition? I, uh, I'm not really sure what he has to offer. He, he hasn't played competitively in a while, so I think he's going to take a month or two to get rhythm. And uh, as long as Antunes keeps holding it down in a decent enough way, um, it's not like his his presence is is that urgent. I mean, Nuno Mendes, who I guess didn't get injured this game, so that's um, hallelujah. That's an improvement. So yeah, as long as Nuno Mendes stays fit and Antunes keeps holding it down, Matthias Reyes is just kind of like the uh, he's like a development project, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he, he he's all right and brings another level. But I, uh, it's obviously I. I think we'd need a a, a right back project more than a left back project, but agreed. And Tunis obviously is not going to last forever. At the same time, and neither is Nunu Men's, unfortunately, either. But Men's, <laughs> I, I heard today, uh, was it Liverpool and Madrid? They really interested in? That? Yeah, I saw Real Madrid like two days ago. That was the latest one. You want him? That's fine. Pay seventy million. We need the money. Listen. If he I, goes I, million, there's nothing we can say. There's nothing we can say. That's a lot of money. You gotta sell them for seventy million, you know. But don't sell them for fifty. Don't sell them for sixty. Sell them for seventy. And let me let me just say, if if Nuno Mendes ends up going to Liverpool, I don't know if there's an actual rule in place like in the NBA for FIFA in terms of tampering. But I want Liverpool fine because <laughs> what the hell is Gigi Wijnaldum sending over Nuno Mendes' shirts? Sending merchandise, yeah. Like Benfica, that's how Benfica bribes the refs. They give them all this signed <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And and I don't even think anybody got a signed shirt when we played the friendly against them back in New York, like last summer. <laughs> a lot of coincidences. A lot of coincidences. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, but anyways, next comment comes in from uh, Pateri Reisinen. I hope I said that right. Um, he says, um, at, or at Conformistin. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. He says, uh, time to uh, give Sporada a spot in the starting 11, right? Uh, and time for uh, Yannick Balassi to make a guest appearance on the pod. Like with Sam saying, more than overdue. I agree, more than overdue. Yannick, what are you waiting for, bro? Get on the podcast already. Um, but Sam, I'll, I'll ask you, is it time for, for Sporada to, to get into the starting 11? I think it all depends if, um, if Paulinho comes, really. Um, for yeah. me, right now, with the two of them, I say... I'm sort of liking the rota rotation. They both offer different things and they both offer um, uh, different styles. Like Spora is more of a hold-up player and, he, and he, he, he can sort of create his own chances where Thiago Tomas is a great finisher and he's the delivery. But um, right now, I think just keep rotating them. It, it keeps them hungry, as we can see. It keeps them on form. I, I don't, you know, don't fix what isn't broken. Uh, well, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Agreed. A thousand percent agreed. Uh, I'll give you the next question too. Um, comes in from Silva at Silva Bidisi Jr. or Jr. Uh, he asks: This week we heard that Ilotti turned down a proposed uh, a proposal to join uh, RB uh, Red Bull um, New York on loan. What are your thoughts on that? Or New York Red Bull? Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. 
what are your thoughts on that? We, uh, what should we do with Kamashu? He can't be, uh, he can't even be useful in the B team. So Sam, what do you think, dude? Uh, on a on like a fan level, I fucking hate Ilori, but from a professional, you can't knock it. He was yeah. he, he was given the contract. He didn't he didn't like force them to give him it. They gave him it, and at the end of the day. He's just fulfilling his obligation as a sporting player, and especially during the times of a pandemic. I don't think he really wants to go to America for 12 months and then come, come straight back to Portugal. Maybe it was a more permanent thing I can understand, but for for me, as a fan, I hate it, but I can't knock it as, as a professional. But um, for Camacho, I don't know where all this hype has come from. Have you, did you not watch last year? I saw someone tweet us saying, um, if we get rid of Camacho for the Paulinho deal, it's a loss because Camacho's a good player. And I'm like, when? When has he ever yeah. been a good player? I, I I don't understand the hype. I think personally, we either cut our losses with him or loan him out. I, I don't. He's never. I don't think he's ever going to make it a sport. And if he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. But what has he offered so far? And the answer is nothing. Agreed. Agreed. Um, cool. That's all the Twitter questions. Um, let's also. Get... Sh- I mean, I am very sad. I'm very sad that Ilori has not come to New York Red Bull. That New York Red Bull Stadium is like. May, what made 15 minutes by car away from me north jersey it could have been i could have given him apartment advice we could have chilled on on the weekend <laughs> maybe and now all that is not going to happen but i will say there are rumors that jesse rodriguez is linked to mls unnamed teams so hopefully jesse lands in mls because i think that's just what the league needs a little more spice you know i agree i I, did he not just release a new, uh, a new just track? Just released a, new? a hot new track. He's ready to go. Jeez. Oh, phone's ringing. I think that's uh, Veranda's right now. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> let me, uh, let's go straight into this game. Spartan with a big 2 nothing win against Braga at home, of course, uh, this weekend. Uh, starting a lineup, uh, the starting 11 was as followed. We had uh, Adana Net, Luis Net, Kwach, and Fadal in the back. With Pedro Porto and Nunu uh, Minj on the wings. Uh, we had João Pedinga and João Mario in the midfield with Pedro Gonzalez, Tiago Tomaj, and Nunu Sancho up top. Um, I'll go through the Braga lineup as well. They had Matil Jeanette, uh, Nunu Siqueira, Raul Silva, and Rolando uh, sort of playing in a back three um, with Isgayu and Delenu sort of on the wings. Uh, but in the midfield, they had Fran Sergio, João Nuvaj, and Al Mustari with Paulinho and Ricardo Horta up top uh just quickly we had substitutions of sporar tavata and matos nunes um they put in uh ilori uh, who we know very well and uh shetin i think is how you pronounce his name anyways uh sporting with a big two nothing win um steph i'll pass it to you first dude what were your thoughts on this game well it was very crucial to win this game just because of all uh, the 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 media attention and, and uh, our rival fans, Benfiquistas and Portistas, they kept on saying, we're not going to last for Christmas. We did. We're not going to last before New Year's. We did. We're not going to last until the Dia dos Reis. We did. So winning against uh, against Braga was was very important to shut everybody up uh, because Braga is indeed a good team. Uh, we, we have to give credit where, where it's due. And they've been playing phenomenal in the Portuguese league and the Europa League. Um, and winning against them 2 nothing. The first half, we got lucky a couple times. They did have the upper hand. They did play better uh, at times. We we started the, the game 
in a very strong manner. We dominated the game like like 15, 20 minutes. It was all Spartan. But then after that, Braga took over, and they could have scored. They could have scored a couple of times. Uh, but like I said, uh, two PKs were not called. And even if they scored when they, they were supposed to score, when we got lucky, and I then was uh, in between the, the, the goal, the posts, save the day, uh, we would have been tied up at the, end, at the end of the first half. Clay PK on Tete, Tiago Tomas, Raul Silva, a, a, a veteran, experienced seasoned veteran, making that foolish foul. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a PK. Uh, it, it, I, I watched the Juiz final on the Sporting TV. I watched the, uh, the referee, Duarte Gomes, uh, on uh, Record. And everybody agrees that that should have been a PK. So my question is, with the VAR, which was Pinheiro, what the fuck was he doing? Was he watching another game? Why didn't he call that a PK? He's got a lot of time, a lot of angles, a lot of cameras, and still missing that call. It's provoking us, Portuguistas. Uh, because we all know if it was the red shirt or the blue and white shirt, that, that PK would have been called. Then the other PK was Fidal. Uh, if you pay attention to detail, Rolando, his feet were on the ground, and Fidal jumped, and he pushed him. When his feet were still on the ground, and then he pushed him. That's a clear PK. Clear PK. Uh, and it wasn't called. Again, I don't know why. That's why we have the VAR to make those tough calls. I'm not blaming on this case, Verissimo. Uh, it was not his fault at all because that's really quick plays, and that's when the VAR has to intervene. They got a good call uh, corrected, which was the uh, offside goal to Paulinho. He was offside. It doesn't matter if it was only 14 centimeters. He was offside, and that's why the VR exists. So they at least they got that call corrected, which is good. Uh, but besides that, in the second half, we played better than Braga. We deserved to win. Uh, they did create a few chances of goal, but nothing significant in the second half. It was more in the first half. Um, and uh, uh, Ruben Amorim was on point with the substitutions. He saw that the team was getting tired. And he was on time with them, and that was perfect, perfect timing to refresh the team and to keep our team at bay and then to fortify the, mid the midfield and the defense to stop Braga, which was getting very dangerous towards the last 15, 20 minutes of the game. Um, so I'm very content with this with this win. Uh, Sporting shows a lot, showed a lot of maturity, showed that we, we can compete for the title race, and we are competing for the title race. We end for the long run. Um, again, the Tasa de Liga, I don't give a fuck. Uh, play with the the the, uh, the less uh, the the players that have been getting less minutes, and and focus on on the Liga de Nos. That's what we should focus on. The title race again, Tasa de Liga. I don't give two shits. But overall, to wrap it up, we'll play good enough to win the game, even if Braga scored twice, like they should have. If we got in the two PKs, it would have been four two. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, Christian, I'll pass the next one off to you. Yeah, so <clears throat> I guess like uh, Steph did a, a good job like capturing the the main like flows of the game for sure. We we started out on top. Like Braga really didn't even get a sniff goal, and then the first half of the first half, and then the second half of the first half, just the dynamics completely flipped. I guess um, in regards to like the PKs, I feel like. 
the more I watched the Fidel one at first, so I went back and forth on this one. I at first thought it wasn't a PK because I didn't know if the push was was good enough. And then I started to think that it, it, the push was good enough and it's at the moment that he's about to head the ball. So then I'm starting to think it was a PK again. But then again, today I will look back on it and I'm starting to think that the ball is, um, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he can get to the ball. I think it's too too high in the air. It is bullshit that they called a foul because it's the Braga player that ends up taking out Mateus in goal. But at the end of the day, I think that it's like kind of like pass interference on an uncatchable ball. And for American football, like I, I think that the ball is too high. So the fact that Fidel gets pushed, I, I, I think it's harsh to call a PK. Same with the Tomas one, kind of harsh, I think, for a PK. I think it is maybe just some run-of-the-mill shithousery. I'm not sure if it's intentional, but there's really not a good enough angle, I don't think, to give a PK. The I know. One that I, the one that I do think is a PK is the, is the handball to, one. I Chris, think the handball is a PK. I don't mean to cut you off on the on the Tete uh, PK, but I thought the same thing as you did. But then when and, – and that's that's what I mean about the VAR. They have the time to stop and see what's going on. Raul Silva looked at Tete and then made the PK. He looked at him. I see him. Look at it again. Look at the replay. He looked at him and then he made the foul. That's why it's a PK. It's just it's harsh to give uh, an off-the-ball PK for, like, uh, an incident that isn't, like, super violent or something know, crazy, you know. He's in center back. He should know better. It's yeah, for sure. I know, I know. It's tough, though. It's like I feel like Fidel is half and that one's half. But it's like two half PKs doesn't equal, like, a full PK, you know. The incidents have to be, Fidal like, judged on their own merit. Intensity of the push. And, yeah. and then here we go. The question is, if this was Benfica, if this was Porto, you don't think they would have called it? I, I I, the, the only thing in there for sure. It's the handball one. The handball one. Thing, yeah, the handball. Def, I, I think the the only thing with that other that one on Tete is, it, there's not a clear angle of it. That's my only thing. If there's like a if there's a clear angle with him come, I don't even that one. The one behind him where he comes across and then he falls. Okay. I, I agree. I think there is contact. I think it's just a little soft too. I'm I'm gonna agree with Christian. Okay. No, but but I mean, uh, teach their own. Teach I mean, their own. You know, I, I saw the Swiss final, uh, uh, tribunal, the, the, whatever they call it. It's like the Coats one for me. You could go either way. I personally lean no on that one too. There, it's tough because I don't, I don't want to be too harsh. I don't want them to be called for too harsh. But then in other games, I see them go uncalled. So I don't know. I guess it's just my own personal standard, and there's no consistency for any of the games, anyways. So it's, <laughs> it's free for all, no matter what. You guys, you guys sound like Benfica. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I sound like a, I sound like a Benfica for saying it shouldn't be a PK on my own team. Wow, and it was uncalled too. So yeah, I, I don't think that's not that's not accurate. Will Silva made a bone move, uh, you know. Uh, that was his fault because you should know better. But if you look at look at Juiz Final, I think you can find that in uh, in record, and you'll see the replay, and you'll see him clearly looking at him. He pushed fish massacre He fouled him purposely. He knew he was going to get away with it, and you know, and he got away with it. But that was a clear PK. 
even the commentators on on uh, on sick sports tv which he said i don't know if you guys picked up on it he said that sporting winning against praga later on into the season that could be important important points for the third third place que azia do caralho, o filho da puta já um, tem, I guess no. Benfica, <laughs> Anyways, go I ahead. I guess Chris. just a couple more notes on the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Porto, obviously, we know Porto was the star man. Fantastic game. Um, Adan, another solid game. Neto, another solid game. Uh, Pedro Gonçalves was quiet again, up literally up until his moment where him and Nuno Santos were both quiet until that that big moment, and that was great. And then honestly, it took I thought it was kind of ballsy to sub Nuno Santos off right after that assist and put Tabata in because I think you can make a case for taking off Gonçalves or Nuno Santos in that moment, and they had both just contributed to the goal, so. One of them is obviously going to be salty that they're getting taken off. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think Tabata made the most of his opportunity. He was okay. Nothing special. Um, but he definitely had a, a big opportunity there um, to show something. And I thought that Tomas, again, didn't really have too good of a game. Swallowed up by Rolando, which is not what you want to see. And I thought that we critiqued him in the last game, the Bullness game. Sad. Bullness, sad game. Sorry. Um, for not for not uh, subbing Sport out in for Thiago Tomas earlier, he he subbed him in right at 55 when he saw that it wasn't really happening and uh, it paid off. Sport out, I thought was pretty good. Um, he kind of dribbled spastically a couple times, but he literally created the goal on that one run. That was uh, that was that was that was all Sport out. Um, so the subs paid off. Mateus Nunes also um, got the rebound and. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely were fortunate. We didn't concede at any point. And um, this could be a 2-2 game, a 1-1 game in, on another day. Um, it is a bit fortunate. The last three games, Fedens, Bullness, Sad, and this one, on other days, maybe all three of those results are different. But the team is just getting results, churning them out by, by any means possible, even if they're not always getting the, the correct calls or the feeling, uh, the correct calls from the refs all, all the time. It's, it sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. Um, but the team's clearly rolling and, and not letting stuff like that get to them that much. So it's, Fuck. it's refreshing kind of. <laughs> it's, something it's, it's something that Steph said, and I feel the same way. It's like, we have to overperform, you know, we have to, it feels like we really have to, to 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 score two goals instead of one, you know, just in case something fucked up happens. But we've done it so far. Yeah, so far so good. Um, and Sam, last but not least, what were your thoughts on this game, dude? Um, I'm just gonna start off. I know you uh, we're a bit past penalty decision now, but just to put my two cents right. into it. Um, the Fadal one, I don't think it is because, like Chris said, I think the ball might have been out of reach for him anyway, wherever he got the push or not, he wouldn't have got it. Um, the Thiago Thomas one, I'm not going to lie, I've, I've not seen since the game, but at the time I did think it was a penalty and the same with the handball. So I think um, I would say two penalties, not that not that um, one on Fadal. And there's also a point I would like to make about the ref as well. I think he really controlled the, the flow of the game. Like every foul, like I mean, every like point of contact was a foul. It didn't really let the game flow very well, especially in the first half, I thought. 
Um, and Galeno, I was going to say, he did not play in the wing. He played in Pedro Porra's right pocket. He was so quiet. Pedro Porra was so good that game. And I think <laughs> I think <laughs> it's, it's literally a matter of time. If, if we don't activate that 8 million, someone, someone else will. He has been one of the best players in the league. And I think he has the potential to be one of the best. Um, Spora was fantastic when he came on. Um, Port had a really like another odd game. He scored, but he didn't really do much. Um, I see a lot of people saying um, they're not sure we have to start Thiago Tomas or Spora. And like I said earlier, I think it depends on the game. Um, to that point as well, I thought Matthews Nunes when he came on was was fantastic. Um, he he didn't get a lot of game time this season, um, but I'm glad he's he's sort of easing his way in. I know we talked a bit about John Mario last time, but I'm I'm very glad to see that Amorim is, is mixing with, with a few of the youngsters. Um, that was a great goal, and I think that's literally just what Matthias Nunes needs to, to start kicking up, kicking off and and being that, that type of player, which I think we all we saw, saw the potential in that the last bit of the season. But I think he definitely can um, go up there. Um, I have an issue to correct with my phone. Every time I, I click Poro, it's, it types Porto, and it's literally the most annoying fucking thing because everyone thinks it's talking about Porto and talking about Poro, but anyway... Um, I think all in all, fantastic game, fantastic performance. Um, I think Lauren said it earlier. The fact we we're not playing well, and winning this game is a good thing because you don't need to play a hundred percent or fantastically all the time to win. Um, last point I'll make is that I really want to see Paulinho in a sporting shirt off the ball. I think he's a fantastic player, and the same on the ball. That finish, although it was offside, was was fantastic. I think he's a great player. I think the sooner we get him in, the better for us. Yeah, I agree. I I agree 100%. Uh, I will let me just... say uh, that's another oh. case that needs to kind of get discussed. I hope that you guys think that I call balls and strikes when it comes to the VAR lines. I think that the Polini one's the right call. I do. He, he's offside. I, I do think that you have a good enough angle to see that he is just offside. Yeah, Porto. I will say the three centimeters. Porto got fucked. That one is straight bullshit, and I'll say that it's straight bullshit. But the Paulinho one, while close, I think that they they actually got it right. Um, and yeah. if he was on, I would say the same thing. Um, yeah, I yeah. I was gonna I was gonna show. I was just trying to set it up. So I'm gonna show it with the lines and without the lines. The image you can you can almost it see it better without the lines, you know. Because yes, I was gonna say that. That's why I'm showing both mainly. Uh, here, let me fast forward to it. But yeah, because the lines make it seem a bit closer. But let me go with the lines first. Uh, let me just Timba uh, Taki. Okay, perfect. So yeah, share just screen. Well, that that poro yeah. after the game when he was like had the jacket on and he was like screaming. I just saw a Figo Ronaldo in the chat say it. That is a sporting use at heart, and I love. See players like that. I don't care where they come from or what country they're from or where they play. I just love to see it. Same, same. Um, uh, oh, I was just going to make two quick points on 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 everything. One, uh, Ruben Amorim clearly watches this podcast because last week uh, Steph was saying how our midfield needed the midfield of Juan Pudding and Matheus Nunes to be a bit more solid. Heard him perfectly. So. Thanks, Steph. Your tactics pulled off perfectly against Braga. And two, um, that meme with 
Pedro Poru in his ripped up jeans when he first signed and then Galenu going like that. <laughs> Chef's kiss to whoever did that. Chef's kiss. Anyways, let's get back to this. So I guess there's no lines on this one. I was convinced there was the lines on this one. Um, but Paulinho is this guy right there. Uh, Neto is the last defender here. I mean, it, it seems like he's a foot ahead, right? Um, uh-huh. Here's the thing, though. I don't want to be hypocritical because I, I've been complaining for – for loads in this podcast in terms of VAR shouldn't be used as a measurement tool. We've mentioned it a million times, Christian, you brought up this great point that I agree with how we'll never have the exact line. The, the camera's never online with the, but with this the defender. Is, this is a better than average line, which is agreed. Why, agreed. Which is why it's not that see. far back. Yeah. Agreed. It's not that far back. Um, I agree. It's a, it's an offside. Uh, let me, my only agreement to it being an offside is this has been called all over? This is this is the standard that VAR has been been instilling. If if finally they decide to do it, you know where you know if it's a few centimeters, uh, you know we'll we'll give the benefit of doubt to the attack. I think that would have been unfair in terms of how they've been proceeding with this the entire season, basically. You know, so I, I'd agree. I think this is a fair offside. I can get some frustration with Braga fans, uh, but truly to 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 sort of. Say you know we we stole this game. I think is I think is laughable. Like I mean, if anybody's been watching soccer since VAR's been on, they they've seen bullshit calls, you know. And this is a lot more. This is a lot more evident that it's offside than than many other calls that were called against. Let me just remind you, maybe last year the the Rafa goal against uh, Porto, or like they were going off Rafa's like toenail. You know, this is you know this seems clear to me at least that. Uh, I don't know how well you can see it, anyways, but it seems clear to me that Pauling is offside. But anyways, yeah, let's get let's get back into it. What what were you guys what were you guys saying? We I think we all agree, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, let me see. Is there anything else I wanted to bring up in terms of Jugadas? Um, the 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 the. Can I bring up the goalkeeper fouling Spora? What is it? Matthews, the goalkeeper for Braga. When yeah, he, um, that one, yes, yes. I, I think personally that's a that should have been a red, and I'm surprised the VAR didn't even have a look at it. But I think it was because it was ruled offside; they didn't give anything. But that that was that was fucking dangerous. If if that connects with his leg, then God helps. I, I believe it was Spora, but um, I think that was a really dangerous tackle. I don't know what what you guys thought about it. I agree. I don't. I did he get a yellow for that? Yes. He got a yellow. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I don't think he was the last man back though, so I'm not. I could be wrong, but what do you guys? And the think? play was dead, oh, also. Yeah, so. the play was dead. Yeah, yeah. He, what Sammy's saying is the player was dead, and he still he still went, you know, feet up, and he should have gotten a, re- a red card. And again, they said that again in uh, in some uh, panels that he should have gotten a red card because the player was dead. And why the fuck would he go that way and try to injure? You know, a a professional player, a team, not a teammate, but you know, a coworker. So mm-hmm. I agree. He should have maybe gotten a red card because the play was dead for God's sake. Why would you go in such a harsh way? He he didn't he didn't fully get him. It's after the play, so it's harsh. I think it's a yellow for me as well. I don't think it's a red. Um, but also it must be noted who is the who's the staff member who tried to like fight Matthias like oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember he like got right up in his grill like right after it happened and I was like uh, that was uh, Vidal I, 
that guy might get a fine for that because honestly, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was a coach. He was a, a goalkeeper coach. Yeah. Yeah. That could have ended a lot worse uh, on another day. Yeah. So, yeah, that was wild. So, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure if that was a Mourinho, he'd get a red for that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a red for less this season. If it was Sergio Conceição, he would be spoken to, don't do it again, and that's it. <laughs> 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 He's supposed to Jorge Jesus, eh pá, esquece. No, don't worry about it. Jorge Conceição, they have a carte blanche. Get away yeah. with everything. Everything. Um, another thing I wanted to mention and ask you guys, uh, it, it was mentioned, I think, by Christian... Um, another kind of ghost game by Plot. I know he scored the goal, but he didn't do much. I was actually, when, when after we scored the goal, we made two substitutions uh, and, and we subbed off Nunu, um, sorry, Nunu Sanch and Tiago Tumaj. I thought, I thought maybe Plot instead of Nunu Sanch should have went, truthfully. I thought Nunu Sanch was more into the game. Um, one, is there much to be like worried about? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, he still did get a goal. So, but two, uh, do you think he should be dropped if he if he has a bad game against Nacional at least, or if he goes ghost against Nacional? What do you guys think? Well, Anybody can really think that. No, I don't think so. No, the, the thing is, Pot is playing a different position. He likes to play in the in the middle as a, a midfielder, offensive in the middle, and he's been playing on the left or the right, and and, and that's not his comfortable position. But as you could see against Braga, when he had the chance to score the goal, he did score the goal. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have players on the pitch that can even score the goddamn goal when they give him the chance. So, and, and that's why you got to keep him on the pitch. If you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, I mean, he, he scores a lot of goals, but sometimes throughout the game he doesn't do much. But when he's given the chance, he scores the goals. And part is that kind of player. So that's why you got to keep him on the pitch because you yeah. don't make the difference when giving the chance. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take it from here. Um, I think it's, it's harsh that to drop him, especially because of the, is, what is it, three in a row player of the month? I don't see how you can be like, you know, I know you've won the player of the month, I think it's either three or twice in a row, but it's just like, yeah, you're being dropped. That that can't happen. And maybe a rest in, like you guys were saying, for the Task of the Liga game, just just rest all the the key starters, or maybe keep a Dan and and, and a, a few others. But I just think he needs needs a rest. Really, he's been playing since I know everyone really has, but he's one of the players that have been nonstop uh, running and working. And although he doesn't really. He didn't really offer a lot on the ball. Off the ball, he was getting into the positions, and he was—he still had the tempo. But I think maybe a rest might do him well. Maybe not against Nacional, but uh, in like the Test of the League games, I think. Yeah, agreed. That agreed. was my, my Benfica wife, fucking witch. <laughs> <laughs> Bad day for her. Bad day for her. <laughs> She's not like a diehard fan. She's a Benfica. But she doesn't even know the name of the coach. I mean, I think the coach she knows. I've I don't know the name of the coach. Well, either, Jude, I, no. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, we've we've erased that name out of our memory. <laughs> hey, is <laughs> keeping his promise uh, to Sportingist. Yeah, I didn't want. I'll I'll say that in a make, give me one more month and I'm bantering Benfica fans. So long as this keeps up. So long as this keeps up. Um. 
I can't really think of anything else, really. Um, I mean, we discussed the penalties. We discussed a lot of the I've cases. One point. Um, I mean, it, it's Juan Mario better. Yeah. Kind of. He. he Palinha was. Palinha didn't have his best game. He was also. I saw one of the comments earlier. I think someone says he was getting battered. Yeah, he he was getting fucking hammered by by Braga players. I think Juan Mario of the two had the better game. Um, and then obviously when uh, Mateus Nunes got in there, um, he was obviously. Um, pretty good as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about most of the individual players um, as well. Well, we got to pick an MVP. Yeah, yeah. But what were you going to say, Sam? It surprised me that they have Rolando and they have Eduardo, the goalkeeper, who's like 40-odd years old. I just, who, was, who was booked. Yeah, got, seeing yeah. all these familiar faces <laughs> gives me such nostalgia. And I'm only 21, but it's just like... Guy Tan, is he dead? Is he, what happened to him? Who? Guy Tan, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's another oh, guy yeah. that erased from my memory. Did he, he didn't play. He didn't play, though. I think him failing there was probably the most predictable thing of all time. He, 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 he got no burn at Chicago Fire. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what... I don't. I personally don't know what Braga was thinking. I, I hope Dave is still in the chat. If he is... <laughs> Help me through this, dude. What, what were you guys thinking with Gaetan? Though, uh, at first, I was like, okay, they're bringing in some experience. He knows the Portuguese league, but, but yeah. Oh, anyway. As well, can I just say, sorry, one more thing, I promise. No, um, no, no. Yeah, I was passing it to you. Do you remember in the summer when I'm not going to name the people, but we had a lot of sporting users saying Braga had a better transfer window than us. They picked a better manager than us. They played better than us. They are all gone. It's so quiet. And I think. Amorim deserves an apology. I know for a fact two people I can name, but I won't. But just like we said at the start of this this, this season, be patient and it's worked. So do not jump to any rash conclusions. I, I think I was definitely one of the ones that said that uh, Braga got a better coach. <laughs> I don't know better transfer window. Now I can't remember transfer window because I did like our transfer window even from the start, but better coach for sure. For sure. My bad. Amorim, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, it is what it is. I'm glad to be wrong. Once we get a new striker, man, we're going to be ready to fucking go. We're mm-hmm. just, we're like one or two players away, I think. Honestly, this, this team, this team for me is, is screaming for a guy like, if we still had Slimani or Baz Dost or even Freddie Montero, like, this team is screaming for that, that undisputable number nine in our team, I think. I mm-hmm. I, because I, I like what Ruben Amorim is doing with, with uh, Tiago Tomas. And uh, Sporad is keeping them competing against each other. And he's, he's, just, he's making the best of what he has. I like that yeah. Yeah. Right. But he, he said in, in the conference interview, he said it. I'm keeping them competing against each other. Jack Tomas has shown me more in the practices, and that's why he got the call. But if Sporad shows me more, he'll get to, he'll get to play next game. And I love the way he expresses himself, and I love the way he talks because he keeps the players motivated. And he keeps me motivated too, to tell the truth. Same, <laughs> agreed, agreed. Uh, he's my listen. I want. I gotta tell you, he's my favorite Olympian. There was a question earlier. I think it was from Mundulo Um, Who's your favorite Olympian in terms of Nuno Santos and Ruben Amorim? I, I'm saying Amorim. They're not Olympians anymore. They're not Ah, I like that. Ah, they're not Olympians anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, all right, guys, man of the match. I think there's two obvious ones that I think we'll all debate on. 
Um, I'm going to start it off by putting my vote with Boru. But what do you guys think? I'm also going to go Poru, and I think it's between two, and I'm going to lean Poru. I'll go Poru as okay. well. But I know who the two, who the oh. two is. But it's, it's, it's How about Poru. you, Steph? I'm going to go with Adan because uh, he showed up in a, yeah. the most difficult portion of the game. Yeah. If it wasn't for him, uh, he kept us at bay. We would have been in trouble. Yeah. I, I also wanted to mention uh, Adan real quick too because Adan he he stood on his head this game. Um, I know I know uh, I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but there was that huge save, of course, on uh, I think it was Paulinho from an Ishgayu cross. Ishgayu was offside, so had he let that in, it wouldn't have been a big deal because Ishgayu was offside. I think Amurin even after, at the press conference even said um, he wouldn't have minded if Adan went uh, let that goal in because. Then it would have been offside. They wouldn't have won the corner and potentially have scored from that corner. Uh, of course, thankfully yeah. they didn't. Um, but that could have been the case. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm going with Poru only because Poru this game. Listen, Galenu, Galenu. I don't want to. I don't want to speak too crazy, but I think at least top three type uh, top wingers. I think in this league. I'll Correct agree. me if I'm wrong. I think. I think uh, Alex. Al, um, what's his name? The Colombian from Porto. I think I agree. I think he's in the wrong team. I think it's Luis Diaz by far the, the top. I'll yep. put Pot since he's been playing on the wing. Pot is number two and, and Galen was three. Um, but Galen, I mean, he, he, he was he was non-existent that game. He had maybe like two, three good chances, but the guy ripped his shirt for a reason. Bodu was a headache. And then I wanted to just finally share, uh, share this real quick. Uh, his reaction after the game was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, let me, uh, oh, it's going to be Sport TV though, so maybe I can't. Never mind, I won't do it. But Sporu, uh, but Poru yelling at the end, uh, you know, with the fucking celebrating the 2-0 win. Uh, and even before the game finished, uh, he won a big tackle that went for a, a throw-in and him yelling as if it was a fucking goal. This is the mentality, <laughs> this is the players I've been dying for at Sport TV. So, I, yeah. That's, He's going to be a sporting player. That, I, there's a, I really I, hope 8.5 million. Listen, Consider that a done deal. <laughs> I hope so. It, 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 it's eight million. But, but listen, the kid was dead at Manchester City. Guardiola uh, uh, was not giving him a chance. So we've revived his, his football career. We put him back on the map. He's about to get a, a call from the national team of Spain. So mm -hmm. of course he loves Sporting, and we love him too. If we could, if we could, you know, come up with eight million uh, euros and and buy him. By him, because the guy is good and he's fully motivated, and he fits in in the in the system of Kuban uh, He he yeah. might even end up getting a shot uh, at Manchester City uh, after it's all before it's all said and done. To be honest, he's only twenty one. The two year long, and we have the option to buy him off. So if we if we if if we qualify to the Champions League, that's forty million dollars. By the way. So Could someone else buy him though, say from like a I'm not, not obviously not like logically, but say if Real Madrid go to Man City next season and say, Oh, yeah, we'll give you 30 million, do Man City have to say no, or yes. do we have the option? Yeah. They have to say no, we have, I think we have priority, yeah. yeah, we have priority. It's part of the contract, the uh, the loan was two years and a clause of eight million dollars to buy, buy him off, so. Mm -hmm. 
Take we could him. buy him for eight and then flip him for 25 immediately or something like that. We could, yeah. Or that could end up happening. Because, I, I mean, if he gets so good and he's starting for Spain and such, it's going to be tough, you know, like any other young player we have to fend off the, the Sharks if they come. But like you said, Chris, we have to be smart about it. Buy him off and then sell for, for the double. Yeah, we got it. You, it's, I mean, think it's exactly what um, Trap on Spore did to us with Demidal. You buy him for three and then immediately flip for 15 or whatever, 20 or whatever, you know? So I think that eight, you buy him, you buy him no matter what. And I mean, even if we immediately sell, it's, you you still are activating that clause and we have two years to do it. So hopefully Brandon and uh, uh, shithead Vian is listening to us. (laughs) Like I said, I'm wouldn't seem to listen to you in terms of Matheus Nunes. I don't know. They stopped us from having a, Having an interview with one of their athletes, I think we're on their map. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they're listening. So. I think so. <laughs> we will um, be soon. We will be soon. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Please soon. Wait for the announcement. You guys are gonna love this one. <laughs> Facts. Confirmed. Uh, let me. I'm trying to think of other news we can talk about. I kind of also wanted to go because there was a request. Uh, to talk, I think it was from uh, Marco Butelu to talk about the uh, game today. Um, just wanted to quickly mention, you know, I think it's today or, or yesterday marked a year since uh, Amurin has not only been at Spartan but has been coaching. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I mean, let, let, let's let's give let's give more credit to this guy because you know we we can't, he came in and we were all scratching our head about the about the price. Um, I, I think we can still talk about that. It's still up in the air. I mean, he hasn't, at the end of the day, he has yet to win anything, right? Um, but so far, so good with this year. What are your guys' overall thoughts with Amurin? Let me just say quickly, I think what helps a lot with Amurin is um, he was a, he, I don't want to say he was a top player, but he was a really good player. I mean, he played for the Portuguese national team. I think what, what stopped him was was injuries along his career that really hindered him from, from being maybe a, making it past Befica. Not that Befica is a small team, obviously not, but making it past Befica and maybe like playing for a big team abroad. But I think just his presence as a player, uh, especially in this young core of, of, uh, of a team that we have that is learning how to become a player, most of them at least, I think is, is super beneficial. Um, and more so than just the tactics, just how he is, I guess, in the locker room, what it seems to us at least from the outside looking in has made such a huge impact. But a year of coaching, what do you guys think of Amurin, man? Man, I'm not going to take too long. I'll give you my two cents. I think he's done a phenomenal job, and it's, it's, it's a proven fact that to be a great coach, you have to be a great leader. And he's yeah. got the skill set. He's a great leader. And it doesn't matter uh, where he comes from. He played at Bilnitz, Braga, Befica. That's where he played. He's a he's a, a bifiquista sumido. We all know that. That's nothing to hide about that. But he was he's such a professional coach that he put that aside, and he's coaching Sporting to the best of his abilities. He's getting the best of our youth. He's getting the best of our veterans, and he's been mixing and matching our youth and veterans. And here's the results. 12 games, win first place with 32 points. Befica and Porto with 28 points behind us, and nobody thought we could do it. Of course, we haven't won anything, but 
but so far so good and he shows the leadership he has even in the uh, flash interviews in the conference interviews he shows a lot of composure leadership and character he never talks out of his ass he's always respectful and he knows what to say and how to say it in a respectful way so so far so good i love what he's doing and keep up the good job yeah uh, I'll, I'll just add my two cents to it i i'm just gonna say i agree with everything that steph said and i just want to add a point i'm not sure about you guys but the way he he like puts uh Matthews nunez and joe mario Polina, you can tell that he has an effect on the the central midfielders because that's what he was i mm-hmm. i'm not trying to say that i see i can't say how good i'm his career was because i don't really follow his career specifically but I think he takes pride in those midfielders, especially someone like Matheus Nunes and Daniel Braganza, because we were begging for a little bit of, of fresh blood. And he come in and he ran that straight away. And just with the young players, it seems like everyone looks up to him, not just as a manager, but like Steph said, as a leader. And um, I think I, I translated something for the Twitter account. And it was about, I think it was Nuno Santos when he was at Benfica. And he said, even when he wasn't a coach, he always took the time to make sure the younger players were comfortable, make sure everyone was on the same page. And I think he's done well to just sort of like forget the price tag. He's not let it put him under pressure. I just think if he continues to do what he's doing, he's going to be a, a top, top coach. No doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, anything you want to add on to it? Or shall nah, we move to the safety yeah. game? Yeah, let's move let, on. Let, Quickly, quickly. not only the Benfica game, obviously we can talk about the Porto game as well, but um, of course with the result today uh, of 1-1 between Santa Clara and Benfica, it puts us four points clear, meaning we're, we have a two-game advantage, basically. Um, I just wanted to, to quickly mention that. How do you guys feel with that? Does it change a lot? I mean, of course, at one point of the season, we were five points clear, so now it's just four. But um, how are we feeling? And, and honestly, Ruben Amorim doesn't want to doesn't want to assume it yet, but are we title contenders? One third of the season is over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. I don't think so. I know so. I think we, we're title contenders and four points is nothing. But this, at the same time, we could, if like I told you guys offline, the next game, next game is National, Liga Nos only. Uh, National, then we, we play at home, Corriwav, and then Boa Vista. And then it's the big game, Portifica. So if we win three, these three games, and let's say if they tie, we could potentially be six points apart from that. So, but I like the way Ruben Emery thinks, which is let's think one game at a time. Agreed. Agreed. I just also want to say, uh, since since somebody asked us to mention the Benfica game, uh, how is that not a penalty? Head on head collapsed. Uh, whether he, I know the player was going for the ball. I don't think he was trying to fuck up the guy, but he, he he goes for the ball, misses, hits the guy in the head. I think that's a clear penalty. Nonetheless, whatever. At least at least it finished as a draw. But uh, you know, and who's to say if they don't score that pe- that penalty's not scored, and then Bifika go on the other end and score a two one, right? Who does? Who said? You know, we, we'll never know at this point. But I'll take a draw. Uh, Any draw, I'll, I'll take. Yeah, me too. Same. Same. I can't complain too much. I agree. But I, agree. I, I like what uh, Danny said on Twitter when he said uh, when George Zhu said we still have a lot of ch- you know Kimpi not left, uh, and then Danny put it on Facebook. He said uh, a lot of Kimpi not para robar, 
Ya, es verdad, es verdad. Es verdad. <risa> Probar. The how Paul Binter. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much else to talk about. We talked about a lot. Um, oh, uh, Plata. Possible, Should we let yeah. Plata go on loan to Cadiz? That's the only last thing, really, before we go into modalidades. I, I don't see why not, but what do you guys think? Might as well. It's it better than him just sitting on the bench. So, and yeah, just he's, if, he's, if he's just going to rot away, then it doesn't help him or his potential. Whereas if you loan him out and he does well, if, if we don't include a uh, buy clause, then there is no harm yeah. done. We haven't, yeah. we haven't really needed him this season. But if, if we do need him in the future, then I, I, I'd happily loan him out. For sure, no buy clause. Um, maybe a Portuguese league team. Uh, trying to think one where it would make sense. Uh, probably not Guimarães, like a, a better team. Like Rio Ave, like maybe. Like a Pastor, a Rio Ave, Pastor Ave. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not opposed to him. Rio Ave play them. Sorry? Rio Ave after we play them. No, oh, he can. Cool. He, can, he can't no. play against us, anyways. He's it's literally to take points away from from Benfica and Porto. You know, <laughs> well, the thing you can play against them. Yeah, the biggest handicap I find about uh, Plata is not really good defending, and that's why yeah. that's why Ruben struggles with putting him on the pitch uh, unless he has to find a way to score goals. But in a game that's tied up and and you know. Plata will never start because he starts defending. He's not good. Yeah. Sam, just box the was asking if you speak Portuguese. <laughs> I'm trying to learn, but not not at the moment. Not the moment. Sometimes I fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Sometimes I spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, no. <laughs> now you know. I lost you. Say that again. <laughs> oh, I don't even know that word. Um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> Steph, take it away with our modalidades, bro. Okay, Pshena. Okay, here you go. <laughs> okay, so basketball. Right, so we played twice against Overense. So the first game was on uh, Saturday against Overense, which is not too far from uh, my hometown, Edith. Uh, we won uh, for the Liga Placa 89-58, which uh, we've remained undefeated in first place, 12 games in a row. So good game by uh, Sporting. Uh, then the next following day, uh, on Sunday, we played against them again for the Portuguese Cup, um, a much tougher game. They they uh, they came up with a, a, a better tactic, and uh, it's a new coach. Uh, and uh, we beat them st still 93-80, but only by 13 points uh, because the last game in comparison but was by more than 30 points. Um, then uh, in uh, <clears throat> in football, soccer, we won 2-0 against Praga, which we just uh, spoke about that. In the uh, Our ladies, they went to all the way to Funchal Maritim. We won 2-1 in a very, very tough game. We up 1-0. Uh, the Maritim tied up, and then towards the end, uh, Carolina, she uh, scored the second goal, the winning goal, and then we finished the regular season um, with undefeated in first place. Now it's four teams from uh, the uh, South Division and four teams from the North Division 
uh, matching up together. So be eight teams all together. And now uh, we will see who's going to be the champion. So it'll be very interesting, some some very in interesting games. Uh, futsal, we had uh, the um, uh, seniors that we won the Taça Portugal, which we spoke about that the last uh, podcast. But we came back to uh, the, uh, the our first league, and we won 15-1 against Eletrico FC. Uh, a game we dominated the first half. We were 10-0, 10-0, and then we scored five more goals, and Eletrico scored one. And uh, it made a 15-1. So we're still undefeated in first place in futsal. Volleyball, the ladies went away to GC Villa Condense, and we won 3-0, uh, which was a great game by our ladies. And that's all I got for you. Take care. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to quickly uh, show the, the, um, the half-court shot made. Uh, I hope, please, Sporting, don't don't take us down. Uh, to show... Exactly. I don't know. Can you guys see that there? Should I enlarge it? Yeah. No, that's, okay. that's good. I think. Yeah. Again, that's a nice. Pimba. Tumba na casca. That was pretty nice. That was pretty nice. I like indeed. the symbol. I like the symbol and the and how many championships we have on the side of the basketball. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and a special quick sh quick shout out to Edgar Davids at the Campeonato Portugal with Olha News. Crazy news today, actually. Yeah, Crazy. that's good. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how to see how he is as a coach. I know he had like a a player coach um, spell at Barnet. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, that was horrible. But um, I mean, aside yeah. from that, it's going to so be interesting to see. By, by Jordan, what do you think about Neto? Yeah, I think, hey, I, I think actually we should, that's a good question. We, we should give him his praises because Neto, the last, I'd say five, six games has been solid for us. He does his job. But that's, that's, yeah. that's what he thought. Like, he uh, he was originally bought for a backup before we had Amorim change formation. But to his credit, he's he's, he's done, done well. Uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Fringes? Relax. Fringes? Well, to be fair, he always, always calls up like Bruno Alves and fucking like all these old players. So Font, they're all old. It's like he's just another one of them. Is he the most informed old you know player? What? I know you mentioned that. Bring Rolando back in. That, yeah. Nah, fuck Rolando. That's too, you've gone too far, Rolando. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Steph, about Neto? I think. Neto in this game was uh, actually one of his best performances. So yeah. he was on point, even with the with his uh, offensive vision. He was on point with his passes. Uh, so I, I was very very content with his performance. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, Somebody mentioned that uh, futsal tied four four and uh, Benfica and Braga tied four four. So we are isolated leaders. Yes, we are. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the real... Our boy Rui. Our it's our boy Rui. Yeah. Our boy Rui. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that, that's, that's important, yeah. Uh, Braga um, beat them 7-1 in the final cup of futsal. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, all right, let's look forward to... Um, I was going to say next week, but it's actually in a few days. Uh, Sporting will go to um, Madeira to play Nacional for the Tasa de Liga, or for excuse me, for the Campeonato for the Liga. Um, 
a tough game. I mean, we've seen the conditions that uh, that the pitch was in. I know it's a different island. I don't know how the no, there's there's actually supposed to rain in Thursday in Funchal. So, what do you guys think? Are we getting that game called off for delayed nah. game or <laughs> not for no, us? At least, yeah. Look at today's Let's game. Move way to. Look, look at today's game. Uh, a shout out to Juan Castro. He's on the, he's on the, the the chat. I don't know if you guys noticed. He said, as a great leader, I'm talking, he's talking about uh, Nero on the pitch. He can be shit sometimes, but has a great rasa when necessary. So that's a great comment from Juan Castro. Um, but now look at today. Phenomenal job by by the workers of uh, Santa Clara. The pitch yesterday was a mess. Today it was. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it leads me to believe that, uh, you know, the people from Madeira and and uh, and uh, Asur, they they used to that kind of weather, so they know what to do uh, to to uh, overcome the, those kind of conditions. And the president of Santa Clara said it. No, today the game is going to happen because he knew exactly what they had to do for the pitch to be in good condition. So I think the same will be applied in Nacional, uh, uh, in Madeira, because they know better than we do what how to handle those kind of, of uh, you know, ugly weather conditions. So we'll be fine. We'll go to Nacional. You, you don't want to delay games because if you play later, it's going to fuck up a sequence of, uh, of uh, other games, and we will, we will win. We will win again. I, I'm fully confident. Yeah, yeah. Let me just quickly also go through uh, Nacional's last five games. Uh, they beat Tondela 2-0 um, after two red cards from Tondela. Uh, they beat Leixões in the Taça Portugal 3-1. They lost 2-0 to Porto. Lost 3-1 at home to Santa Clara. And then ended up losing 1-0 at Porto Menes. Um They're currently sitting in uh, ninth, 13 points. They didn't, uh, two well, didn't they have a game canceled or something? Or they game? did have a game. Can yeah. They haven't. Yeah, they were supposed to have a game this weekend, I believe, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, that was canceled. So yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, and oh, like I was mentioning, they're a game behind still. They still have only eleven games. Um, they're supposed to play Guimarães, uh, but they're only two points off of uh, Portimonense, who's on that last uh, that playoff uh, relegation spot. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, guys, the the preview. Whoever wants to, Chris, I'll, I'll give it to you. I think, we, I, think, I think that we'll get the result. I think it might be – I, I remember one of the early comments missing missing those games where we win 4 nothing. Yeah, I missed those too. We've kind of been shithousing a little bit. Uh, um, and unfortunately, I think that the, uh, the shithousing might have to continue if the conditions aren't great. But as long as yeah. we turn out the result, which I think we will uh, – I'm going to say 2-1. 2-1. And, Steph, let me quickly just say, I, the, there's, a, there's a girl named Kelly. Kelly, if you're somehow listening to this, I love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot your shot, 2021. Uh, Sam, Way what about you, dude? <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> um, uh, I, I hate... Um, watching us go to Madeira because I just always hate the conditions there especially playing away at Madeira is always dangerous and I've, I've since I was a kid I've, I've hated watching Sporting play there but um I, I'm going to agree with Richard Nevers I think it's going to be an, another shit Reese, uh 1-0 um with the conditions there 
I'm going to go with a 1-0 and I'll guess uh, Sporar will score. Ooh, good shout. I, I actually think Sporar um, will start this game. Um, yeah. In my opinion. But we'll see. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. I think uh, the shithousery will continue. I think it's going to be another tough game. Uh, I would love a 5 nothing. I would love a 4 nothing. I don't think that'll come just yet, uh, especially playing away to Nacional, especially if the weather is a little fucked. I'm going to go with a 2-1 uh, win for Spartan, though. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it consistent with the win, though I'm dying to say a draw because I don't know. Uh, uh, Befica drop points. Mm, I got a funny feeling, but we'll see. We'll see, of course. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Unless anything else wants to be added, uh, let me just quickly put up these last few I points. I didn't give you my huh? score. Oh, go I ahead. I didn't give you my, my score. Bad. My bad. My bad. Go okay, ahead. Yeah. What's your score? I know you don't like me. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did. Um, three nothing sporting. Three nothing sporting. Hmm. Who's I'm scoring gonna, the goals, bro? Oh, it's easy. Uh, it's gonna be Sporad. I think I agree. And uh, before I say that, I'm gonna give mm. you guys another challenge really fast, and you have 30 seconds each. And then I'm gonna start with Chris. What's your lineup for the national? What's my lineup for national? Yeah. Uh, Adan, Fedal, Coats, Neto, Palinha, uh, João Mario, Sporar, um, Gonçalves, Tomas. Mm. You're dropping Nuno Santos, eh? I'm dropping Nuno Santos, yeah. Uh, and keeping Tomas, but in hopefully, I think, his more preferred position. Mm. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Your turn. Uh, I'm pretty much just going to go with the same for the Braga one, bar a few. Um, Adan, Quartex, Vidal, Neto, Poro, uh, Nuno Mendes, uh, Polina. I think maybe Matheus Nunes might be instead of the Jean Mario. And then I think Tabata instead of Nuno Santos, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, and Spora. Danny? I'm going to say I think we're going to have the same lineup as this last game. So Adan, Fadal, Quach, um, Neto, Nuno Mendes, uh, Porro, João Mario, João Pelinha, Spot, Nuno Santos, and Sporar up top. Even though I'm, I'm, I think I'm the president of the Tiago Tomás fan club. Let me just also say that too. But I think Sporar will, will, will start this game. Okay. That's good. That's good lineups. I'm going to to say three nothing and my lineup would be Aden, Quats, Fedal, Net, Nunes, Pur, Palinha, Mateus Nunes, Pot, Tabat, and Sporar. It's a heavy pitch, and we need stronger players with more physical capacities. That's yeah. that's that's the lineup I would go. I agree. I agree. Um I don't know how to transition this, but uh, who wants to go ahead with this big announcement we've been teasing? Because I'm excited. We're going to give it to Sam. Sam. Oh, so much pressure. Take it away, but... my guy. Go ahead. Um, announcement. Da, 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 da. 
Uh, hopefully, uh, this doesn't we're... freeze in the middle of it. <laughs> Knowing StreamYard, it probably will freeze the whole thing. But um, I'm going to just say, uh, first of all, this is all thanks to the people who watch. No matter if you watch one episode or you watch two or you watch all of them, we're grateful. And this wouldn't have been done without you. But we are very, very pleased to announce on the 29th of January at 9 p.m., Bruno De Cavallo is going to be on this podcast. That is Jeez. that big announcement we have been teasing for so long. Burr, yes, burr, burr. Bruno De Cavallo in English speaking to us, answering your Twitter questions, and just getting drunk with the boys. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah, it. Getting drunk with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nine, nine, uh, I don't know GMT about that, time. but. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'll bust out some Molson Canadians. I'll see if he's down to drink with us. <laughs> but yeah, 9, 9, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, GMT time. So for Portugal and, and the UK, um, 4 o'clock for us over on the East Coast, if you guys are, are on the East Coast. But yeah, same sentiments as time. So thanks for you guys. One, 1 o'clock Pacific Coast. Of course, we do have uh, uh, some fans out in the West Coast. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, we're we're actually super excited. Uh, so you know, keep tweeting us, keep tweeting Bruno, hype him up for this podcast too. Um, because uh, and yeah, and 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 throw in any questions that you might want us to uh, ask him. Um, of course, keep in mind we've we're only gonna ask him so many questions because we only got so much uh, so much time with him. But yeah, January 29th, mark that on your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, Bruno Carvalho will be here. The chat is going crazy. They are the chat is going crazy. If I'm good. if I'm a little slow, it's because of that. But still, <laughs> confirmed it today that you would be on the podcast on the 29th, 1600 our time, 2100 Portuguese time, and uh, it's a total excitement. Uh, also to uh, Tiago Butelli with Sultigas uh, from Sporting 160, the one who does the modalidades, he's going to be with us before uh Bruno Carvalho and then we'll let you know when but he's uh he's, he's been a phenomenal phenom phenomenal commentator for the modalidades with Sporting 160 and he agreed to come to our podcast and he'll do his own version which he does in Portuguese in English so it'll be exciting too and uh then after after uh, Tiago Botelho it'll be Bruno Carvalho which he's been a complete gentleman in accepting our invitation. And he's been phenomenal communicating with us. Uh, our president, Bruno Carvalho, I still consider him our real president, uh, like Donald Trump. Uh, I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 he still isn't doing it. Uh, but uh, Bruno Carvalho will be live and uh, and I'm excited. It gives me goosebumps just because I became a socio because of him on the, in, in 2014. So I'm super, super excited. I'm taking that day off because I, I had to go to work. So I know Danny got the day off. I know Chris. I just the day. Uh, yeah. You got the day off too, Chris? I'm going to have to figure out uh, what, what exactly I'm doing, but yeah, I'll probably take off. <laughs> yeah. If I don't, you know, I'll take off for sure. And then Sammy said he's available already. So yeah, my, my shift doesn't, my shift finishes at like, I think finishes at like four. So I've got loads of time. Yeah. So in, in worst case scenario, you know, you always have that uh, option of a case of severe diarrhea. 
and then you have to go and you have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bro, uh, it, now is the perfect time to call in sick. You know, you just have a little bit of a sore throat. So Sammy's working on the questions, and then uh, Chris and I and Danny will be sitting in questions. And, uh, one thing about Sammy is really good in, in uh, putting the questions together. That's one of his fortes. So then we'll uh, we'll have some great questions for Bruno Carvalho, and I'm totally excited. And I'm going to start because then I won't stop talking. <laughs> just, just make sure to. Oh, oh. Chris is gone. Chris, with the excitement, has disappeared. Um, Chris, Chris is a veranda fanboy. I can already tell. I was just going to say, um, make sure you get your <laughs> <laughs> make sure to get your questions in. For sure, for sure. Yeah, send your questions in so so we can add them to uh, to uh, our uh, questions. Yeah, for sure. I will see you guys. Holy shit, this is better than than uh, dating my first girlfriend. Jeez. I don't know about all that, but it's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to my first girlfriend, wherever you are. <laughs> um, yeah, might as well get a shout out. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. She was like, she was missing a couple of tooth, wasn't she? <laughs> she was missing the fucking brain cells. But I'm like, <laughs> That's it, boys. Anyways, thank you guys for, for everybody in the chat. Shout out to the real Alfred Kerski, uh, a.k.a. Rui, even Mota, uh, Mundo de Leon, Lauren Jenks, Juicebox Leal, Mark Butello, uh, Casa da Paiva, Jordan Bentancourt, uh, Richard Neves, there's a lot of you guys today. Actually, at one point, we actually had like 30 people with us live, which I don't think we've even hit since um, we had the 160 boys on. Uh, I know they also helped because they told us they told their uh, viewers to come follow us here. But uh, shout out to them as well. Shout out to Spartan 160. Um, who else? Shout out to Juan Castro as I'm as shouting out uh, Spartan 160. Shout out to Jeffy Ladio, Fake MMHD, um, uh, Francisco Mach. Um, who else am I missing here? Uh, do, do, I think that's everybody. Figo, Seven, Ronaldo. Shout out to you, bro. And yeah, that's basically everybody uh, that I can at least see. Sprung. Uh, shout out to Sprung. Shout out to everybody in the chat. We do appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sparting160 underscore EN. YouTube, Sparting160 EN. Instagram, Sparting160 EN. Facebook, Sparting160 EN. Uh, Spreadshirt Sporting 160 and mark January 29th on your calendars. Uh, it's going to be a special one. Um, and yeah, that's that's podcast number 92 in the wraps. That's the first game of 2021. I didn't even ask you guys how your New Year's was because I was so excited for this podcast. How was your New Year's, guys? Mine was so boring. I, I was at home. I didn't do drinking shit. I sat my at home. Yeah, I sat yeah. at home. I was I was home too with the, with the wife, kids, and uh, and uh, a couple neighbors. That's it. That sums you, it up. <laughs> you out there with the new fucking, you about partying with the new coronavirus you guys started out there or what? Nah, it was uh, me and my girlfriend's three year anniversary. So we just stayed. stayed oh, nice. Hey, that was mean. Uh, beautiful. That was mean. <laughs> Why does that mean? He's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, they do have a new coronavirus strain, bro. We're in lockdown again. Again. I, 
It's like the fourth Toronto, time. Toronto's still in lockdown. They've, we've been in lockdown since like November. So what do you guys do when you're in lockdown? Yeah, basically. You're locked down. <laughs> anyway, shout out to everybody. Thanks, you guys, for watching number 92. Hopefully 2021 is our year. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. And, um, yeah. Viva o Sporting. Viva o Sporting com Portugal. O maior. Number one.